Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Cast and Crank Podcast. Today we have Jacob Moreno. He is the captain of the Navagante, or a part owner of the Navagante, captain of the Pescador, and also part of Redondo Beach Sport Fishing, him and his partner. Uh, I think they just came up on the first, so this was a really fun podcast. Uh, Jacob's also local to me, Whittier guy. Shout out Whittier. Um, and he has a cool story. Really cool. He, he actually uh, fished under Alan Watson for a while, so he's a really, really good angler too as well. Um, also like to announce that we're doing a charter with them on the Navagante. So if you guys are interested, the charter details are on Instagram. There's a flyer on Facebook as well. If you want to check it out and there's going to be some great prizes. I got a call from a couple guys. I'm I want to be part of the jackpot here. So, <laughs> um, check that out. If you guys want to come and hang out with us, it's going to be Bobby Martinez is going to be kind of the guest of honor showing us how to do a lead head and squid. If no one's ever done it. Also, um, we'll have some like a goodie bag in case you don't have any lead heads or something like that. We'll have something for you. And also, we'll have Daniel Kim from Damiki. He's going to come and hang out with us as well. So it'll be a fun time if you guys want to come hang out, shoot the shit about the podcast, drink a couple of beers, catch some fish. It'll be a fun time. Um, what else is going on? Great New Year. Got a lot of episodes lined up this month. Trying to make it equal so it's uh, salt and fresh. Just to, you know, I, I like both of those, so I kind of want to keep going that way. I know I've been heavy on one side or heavy on the other, so I'm trying to make it a little more uh, scheduled if I can. It's a lot of a lot of work, but we'll see if we, what we can do. Um, our sponsor this uh, week is Okuma with a, a great reel. So please check this ad out. I appreciate it. Check out Okuma. Check out Okuma on Instagram. Hear a little piece from them. Today's Cast and Crank podcast is brought to you by the Kavala two-speed lever drag reel from Okuma. If you're in the market for a high-quality machined aluminum two-speed reel that is perfectly matched for fishing our local waters, you got to check out these bad boys. When I say they're perfect, I mean spot on. The Kavala reels are available in four sizes, 5, 5 narrow, 12, and 12 narrow, and both come in left and right hand retrieve. I'm sitting here with the 12 size two speed in my hands, and this thing looks like it's straight out of an IndyCar motor. Totally tricked out, designed with a compact body and premium components. The Kavala features a rigid one piece machined aluminum frame and side plates, four corrosion resistant stainless steel bearings, 17.4 gradeless stainless steel main and pinion gear, and a carbonite drag system with cal sheets drag grease that puts out 24 to 34 pounds of fish stopping drag at full. The Kavala is corrosion resistant, battle proven, and built to handle the toughest of conditions. We're talking home guard mossbacks and tanker white sea bass to big bluefin tuna. These reels are ready to give you the upper hand when you're on the water. The Kavala 2-Speed Series offers anglers a great deal in terms of value, performance, and features. It may very well be the best value in 2-Speeds out there, with prices ranging from $239.99 to $339.99, plus a 3 years parts warranty. Check them out at your favorite tackle dealer, or visit Akuma website for more details. We are thrilled to have Akuma as a sponsor. They have a great story, been around for a long time, continue to advance their products through battle-tested research and technology. Not to mention offering the best service department in the industry. Kavala's two-speed will make believers out of even the saltiest of anglers. Thanks, Akuma, for sponsoring the podcast. I appreciate it and appreciate that ad. Um, also, what else is going on? We're going to be heading up north into the month to do some uh, some cool guests. I still got to confirm them as well. Uh, give them a call. And that's about it, man. 
just the charter. If you guys can give us five stars on uh, on iTunes, check out the YouTube. I'm going to have this episode up if you're hearing the audio first. You'll hear the, the, the video a little later. Busy, busy holiday weekend. And uh, 150 will be up on Thursday. That'll be me and Bobby. If you're going to listen to that one, get ready to hear some ranting and some... Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of drinks. It was fun. We celebrated. So that'll be a fun one as well. And I think I'm going to fish the SBS and Rookie Division this weekend. So we'll see how that goes. I guess I'll let you know when I DNW. So, <laughs> uh, Other than that, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, check out the Patreon this month. The sponsor is the uh, Working Class Zero DRT uh, combo. And on this one, we're going to have three winners, not, not one. Uh, I talked to Mike about it, and he kind of had a good point, and it'll be cool to spread the love to everyone that's pitching in so you'll be able to catch one of them baits, three people, instead of just one person. And uh, thank you, everyone that's donating. You're helping me uh, fix a lot of things on the, the podcast that I've been waiting to do. Big, big help. I appreciate it. And that's about it. Hope you guys like this episode. Uh, you hear from me on Thursday on Bobby's episode. Thanks. Welcome to Cast and Crank. Um, cool. Back on the uh, Saltwater Captain episodes. Um, this one, I was referred to Jacob from a friend of mine, Melissa Perez, told me about him. And uh, we finally hooked it up and got it going. So, uh, what's your name? Moreno? Moreno. <laughs> and uh, where, what landing do you work out of? Uh, 22nd Street Landing and Redondo Beach right okay. now. We're all over the place. What did you, uh, how did it all start? How did you become captain Shoot, and get all into it? It's a good question. I, I trip out every time I think about it because I grew up right here in Whittier, you know, <laughs> Norm's Burger, <laughs> East Whittier, Ocean View, Cal High, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chema's Tacos, what's up? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, she's, I, I love fishing growing up. It was awesome. I just was a fiend, man, and I just wanted to fish. And I didn't start working on boats until I was like 17. And uh, I was still in high school, my senior year, and I started working on the Dreamer. And before that, I was helping out a little bit when I could. I was just fish with my dad and my, my brother. But I started working, as soon as I was able to drive, started working with Alan. And uh, it took a little while to get on that boat, to be honest. And um, How hard was that, working with Alan? I mean, oh, you it bust your balls? <laughs> oh, no, no. It was, it was great, actually. Um, I learned so much. I mean, I, I don't think I said anything other than yes, sir, and no, sir, like the first four years I worked on there. I, I didn't even, we never even talked. He literally, like, I remember I told him I was building rods for the boat, and um, I came down to drop off the rod. I told him, like, two weeks prior, I was like, hey, if you need any help, you know, I, I can be your deckhand or whatever. You know, I tried to get a job, and he was just like, okay. You know, <laughs> <laughs> That was it. Never said anything. And I, I came down with the rods in between a trip, a whole bundle of rods, and I'm walking back up the stairs in the boat. He goes, hey, kid, you still want to work? And I was like, yeah. He goes, all right, we're, um, we're leaving at 8. And it's like freaking 740. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to run. I got all my stuff, came down. And I remember the first day I, I worked on there with him, I freaking wrapped my hand in the anchor, lost my fingertip. Like the, oh, no yeah, way. it was gnarly. Dude. I learned look it back. And he was like, oh. all like oh. I just ate a bunch of Tylenol. And like, I can't stop. You know, this yeah. is my opportunity. Duct taped it up. Kept going. Was on there like the whole time. I did like uh, 17, 18, 19, 20, 23, six seasons with him. Yeah, six seasons with him. And man, I saw all kinds of stuff. Did one season up in Alaska. And then I started running the Ultra. And we bought the Pescador. And we just went from there. You know? What, uh, you were wrapping rods at 17? Yeah, I was wrapping rods. I think I was started in there like 15 and a half. I got a worker's permit. At where? At Save on Tackle. Oh, shit. Save on Tackle. And I was in there a lot. And I got to freaking stock shells. And I just wanted to be around fishing. Like, who taught you how to wrap rods? Uh, Doc Ski did. Okay. In his video, How to Wrap Rods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you were wrapping rods for save on. Yes, well. I was. No, yeah, that's fucking it was awesome, cool. Dude. I started off with repairs, and then it just went like from there. And yeah, it's fun. It's it's definitely it's it's a lot of fun. It was hard on like your eyes and all that, but I had a lot of fun doing it. Doing all the tiger wraps. Yeah. Got to design some really cool things. Now I can't. I don't have time. I don't have the time to do it. I still have all the stuff. Maybe one day when I'm 
Yeah. Older. So how was it fishing with Alan and learning the white sea bass? Oh, man. Everyone says he's like the guy. He is the guy. He, uh, you know, I know that I, I know I fish a lot like Alan or I try my best to fish a lot like Alan sea bass wise or even anything wise. Catalina Island, San Clemente Island. Um, I, I don't know. I sit there and I think I just had to absorb it. I, I, I didn't start asking. I always ask a question here and there. But like I said, the first like three years, I was just like, yes, sir. No, sir. Like, what What do you want? Your co- you want coffee? Like, you know, it was whatever. Like I just watched kid, it. Yeah. <laughs> and he never, you know, we didn't even talk. Like, it was, I mean, until after the end. Then we started and it was like, you know, he would throw these little things at me. And, you know, you just got to absorb it really quick. And a lot of it's just all conditions and a lot of it's conditions. And then. When you think you have the perfect conditions, you're just not going to catch nothing. You know, you can have the textbook conditions wait there like, oh, man, we're going to get bit, and you catch nothing. Then you pull into spots where you're like, fishing sucks all the way at this island. There ain't no current. There ain't nothing. And you pull up, and it just freaking, they want to die. Yeah. You know, it, sea bass fishing, sea bass fishing, but. Is that though. your primary thing, sea bass? Like, if, if someone would have said, hey, Jacob, what's your type of fishing you're really I think, good at? I think that would be. Sea bass. Island fishing in general is what okay. I like. I like okay. that. You know, I think it's. It's you got to be crafty. You got to be watching. You got to pay attention. You know, we probably we, all the captains that fish the island probably want to make it a bigger deal than what it really is. But it is. It's a little art, you know. And, and learning all that stuff, the edges. I mean, sitting up and just a fathom curve off can be that that whole thing. You know, that whole thing. You know, Alan used to tell me a lot. You know, he would tell me, "Hey, I want." seven feet of scope he would throw at numbers like seven feet you know 12 feet of scope what does that mean oh i'm just dumping anchor line out oh okay and there was so many times i couldn't even tell you how many times you'd tell me at first i was like seven feet like really like okay like whatever <laughs> 12 feet uh, all right whatever that's what he says you know yeah. i knew from like the pulpit to the bait tank was like four feet so i would you know do my best to do it and there were so many times right after i let it go tied off and by the time i walked back we got like two hanging it was weird he just knows. He just he just knew. So did you feel like th- there was a time where like it started clicking? Like how long do you think it took you to like go, oh, this is clicking? And were you taking notes at all? I was taking a lot. I took a lot did of you, notes. And like book, like on a book. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and don't don't think it really did much to be honest, because it comes down to just experience, just doing it. I mean, you can go off your book and set everything up, and you still catch nothing, you know. But you try and do everything the best you can to, to mimic what he would see or what, you know, you try to picture everything. And was crazy. he using a lot of electronics then as well? Oh, no. I don't even know if there was electronics on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had elec- He had his up and down, you know, and that was, uh, that was it. That's crazy. Yeah. So did you have, was that a different uh, deal for you? Like when you went off that boat, the altar oh, was next? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, the I got to do electronics I was now, like, you know? oh, what's a sonar? <laughs> Shoot. You mean that's fish? Like there was fish on this port side over here this yeah. whole time? Yeah, it was definitely an eye-opener, especially that ultra was beautiful. It was a beautiful boat. We had all these different electronics and just, well, just the sonar was an upgrade, just being able to see it. Now I'm, I don't know if I'd even run a boat without a sonar. Like my if my sonar went down, I'd be like, I don't know, man. Shoot, we we got to get our sonar fixed. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. I just, but I just I think a lot of fishing, especially running a boat, is you got to have that confidence. Yeah, you got to. And going out there, like for me, like without my stuff working, like oh, I don't know, man. You got to have that edge, confidence. Like, hey, man, we're gonna find it. Because then if I don't have it, I'm looking like maybe there's fish right there. You know, especially like fishing all that yellow and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not. I will say when I'm fishing a lot of the beaches and stuff for sea bass fishing, I turn that sonar off. I turn it off and I set up the way I want to set up. I don't know. It's weird that sonar makes a noise that bloop, 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 you think that bloop, makes yeah. that. Much I don't know, bigger. man. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no idea. That's a good question because a lot of people said all kinds of crazy stuff about this. And I tell you, working on that dreamer, I watched that stuff bite nails on stuff. He would tell me when you'd hear a little tapping, people would have their sliders. You know, tapping against the house. Hey, go find that. No, really? Yeah. He was really big on that. Wow, dude. That's wild. Yeah. And really, you don't want to slam fish on when they're biting. You're not slamming the fish on the deck. You freaking, you know, you try to be slow, quiet. Tell people when people start yelling, like, hey, like, we'll yell after we get like 27, you know, like. (laughs) Do you think that when when you lose a fish, uh, you think that they send out a, a, 
you know, that's something I like. I really like saying that to passengers because then it just puts it on them. Like, oh, you know, dude, if you would have caught that, <laughs> we definitely would probably be in them. You know, yeah. it's easy. It's an easy excuse. But yeah, you know, the tuna are like that. Sea bass, yeah, to an extent, you know, that's a tough one to say. They do, you know, they're schooling fish. You can see a lot, yeah. you know. But I will say that tuna, like, when you, when you're fishing like bluefin or yellowfin, I feel sometimes if you you hook, you get two two going, and it's just like a slow pick, and you lose those first two. It's like very rarely, like maybe I just lose my confidence or whatever. But I just we should have got one of them in because yeah. maybe they would have kept biting. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> what about so when you went to the ultra? Um, how long did you work on that boat, and what type of boat was it? Like a six? It was a or? it was a ten pack, okay. uh, a fiberglass delta. It was a light boat. Um, I did it for like five years, I think. Yeah, five years. And uh, it was fun. I got to squid fish on there. I got to learn a lot. You know, they. they and you were the captain on that? Yeah, boat? it was. They cut me wow. like loose, like go. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And it was definitely an experience. Do you, you remember know? your biggest fuck up on that boat? Uh, that's a good question. I don't I don't know. Are that's you that good? good? You don't have no. Any, I, I do, but I like. <laughs> I, I will say, yeah. like, I, I, I know I had. St- I mean, there was. I think I. Well, I never lost an anchor. I know where they are. I know where every one of them are. But there was. I think I lost like three anchors. I mean, that's a thousand dollars every time you lose an anchor. God. But like little things, like I remember I drove away with the shore power cord still in there. That was one, but it wasn't as bad. Um, you know that the boat was really well maintained, so it wasn't like these crazy things. You know, a lot of it's just. Dealing with stuff that customers, you know, been, I, yeah, you know, just customers. That's it. You know, you, you have problems there with people getting hurt. That's a scary one. Have you had people get hurt? Oh yeah, I've had people freaking split their heads open, fall down, no stitches. I got to bring them back in, call the coast guard. Yeah, it's, there's a lot. You never know. That's yeah. scary. It can be. It can be. <laughs> you know, it's it's, stu- it's tough. It's even more if, when you have a lot of people on the boat. But a lot of our clientele on that ultra that tar- 10 pack was really like there were charters everybody knew each other so it was a little different than an open party you know you got 30 of these guys that all don't know each other and somebody splits their head open type of thing you know different story yeah this is a different story but yeah people probably stuff. calm down when it's like your buddies with you they can calm you down yeah kind of go like it'll be fine dude yeah Just, we'll get it done yeah, you yeah. know you know i had oh i got a good story it was on the ultra and i don't even know who these guys were it was a new group and uh they came out. They were kind of like a different group. They looked like they were having fun, whatever. And we're on our way out, and this guy just collapses. Shit. And I'm like, what happened? You know, I went back there. What's going on? The guy's like, oh, I think, I, I think you have an exhaust leak. And I'm like, no. Like, okay. <laughs> right then and there, another dude. For, I'm like, guys, what dude. the heck? No, not two. It was three dudes. It, I was like, turn the boat. I, I remember Dominic was running the boat. Or uh-huh. He was the second. I'm like, Dom. He looks back. You know, he, I'm like, turn this boat around. And these guys are like, What's, you know, what do you do? I'm like, I don't know who you guys are. I don't know what you guys are doing, but you're getting off the boat. You got three of you guys fall down on breathing. You're right in front of me. Like, I just watched them faint. And then they tried to tell me it was an exhaust leak. And I got, that boat has fire extinguishers all over, or yeah. fire uh, freaking sensors sensors all over the place i'm like there ain't nothing going on here man you there's something going on oh freaking sorry i remember i had to call the owners i'm like hey man i don't know these guys are but i had three of them faint in front two of them were in front of me i don't know did the whole did the whole party leave or just oh i just told them yeah sorry bros i'm not you got rid of the whole party yeah i don't know who they are I didn't. That was a new group. I didn't know who they were, and and that kind of stuff. You just Xanax or some shit, you know, like just you know, freaking. They're like full on passing out in front of me, like standing up to just collapsing on the deck, and you're like, how about Coast Guard? You ever get rolled up on by Coast Guard? Uh, we haven't got really like rolled up, but we deal with the Coast Guard every year on our top side and everything. I have Mm -hmm. to deal with them a lot, you know. It's you know, you just follow the the T book. You just do what you got to do. Pay your freaking. Reduce and that's it. Coast Guard can be a, you know, it's a whole nother thing. It's Coast Guard, DFG, everything that goes into Coast Guard. It's one of the things like when you when you got a charter boat and you're doing this yeah, stuff, like yeah, that's why a lot of guys don't like these freaking Craigslist dudes that freaking take people out fishing for three hundred bucks. You know, how do you so I've how do you know when someone's doing that? You know, I, that's a good question. You know, because you see pack, the guys doing a it. six pack is an uninve- an uninspected vessel. You know, anything under than a six pack, but like you gotta like 
there's there's guys that actually are legit businesses that do this that are licensed captains that do that. That's one thing. And then you got freaking, you know, Eduardo over there from <laughs> Wilmas, and he's gonna freaking take you out fishing for two hundred fifty bucks. I've seen know? that at South yeah. Stores. <laughs> And that's like, dude, you don't even know what we got to do to keep these freaking engines running. And then this guy goes out and makes 1200 bucks. You know, we got to pay the port. You're paying the Coast Guard, paying all your fees, everything like that. The landing, right? The, the landing, landing you're out of, yeah. Everything, you know. And it's, that's what's kind of tough. That's a tough egg to swallow sometimes because you see him a lot. You see the guys on Facebook. And, and you're putting this, your time and money. It's oh, like, dude, yeah. it's, it's, like a, it's like buying gear off Facebook. Yeah. Some, or offer up. You don't know. It might be fucking stolen. Yeah. But people buy it, and I'm like, uh, I've gotten screwed, dude. I bought a, a, a Revo um, inshore. It was like, it would have been like a three or four, three or buck reel. Uh-huh. So I bought it. Uh, it felt fine. <laughs> I brought it home and that shit just fell apart. And oh. this is the guy go, what the fuck, man? You know, and he's like, I don't know what happened, dude. Yeah, sorry. And it's like, I, that's my fault. I shouldn't have bought it. Uh. You know, like, but like, it could happen in a trip. Same yeah. thing. Something bad happened. No one's insured. You're screwed. Oh, yeah. So you're the first captain I've had on since COVID. Damn, how was that treated shoot. you? Shoot, COVID. I hate COVID. Um, how like, was how COVID treated Do the whole story because I want to know, like. Shoot, you want to hear the whole story? Yeah. COVID knocked us flat on our back. So like. Me and Mikey, we just bought that boat, the Navagante. We bought that in January, and uh, we started working on it like full rack because the boat needed some help, like in a serious way. We were mm-hmm. doing glass work just to make it safe because we were doing more whale watch and ocean tours and stuff like that, and then fishing in between. So we were doing all this work. So we missed all of January. We came back in February. We had a hell of a February. It was a great February. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then we started hearing about like COVID this or whatever. They started dealing with you February, know, March. okay, February, yeah, March. Yeah, yeah. So we got like. 12 days into March. And I remember, I think, the, like, the day before we got completely shut out, we still sold, like, 200 tickets. Like, it was good. Like, oh, COVID, you know, COVID ain't going to do nothing. And then we just got freaking. And it wasn't, like, a gradual thing. It was straight out from under us. For what, and like, eight weeks? Shoot. I, we didn't get running until mid-June. Our other boat, the Pescador, we lost, like, 50-something. Char- I don't even know. I stopped counting. I had, you know, all it was is freaking disaster loans i was uh, submitting applications for disaster loans trying to move money around trying to get everything you know me and mikey took everything back to home depot like everything like whatever it is there's a screw right here we'll put it in there and we're just trying to hold on and my dad always told me growing up you got to tuck and roll i never knew what that meant until like i was ready to tuck and roll like this is how you got to hold on you know yeah you know we're just it was crazy man and it shut us all down and you know you get upset you get angry and it's like what are you going to do? You know, it's all these different things. It's this, COVID's this, COVID's that. And bottom line is you're not running, you're not working. And this isn't, this isn't a time to be a trailblazer. It's not like, oh, we're just going to go, we're going to go take people out fishing because, you know, one of the, one of the smartest things that somebody said, it was actually read at the landing. He's like, do you feel safe taking your, your, your past, your uh, crew members with people that you don't know? Like, and I'm like, yeah, that's true. Like, I don't want nobody to get no COVID. I don't want to get nobody to get no sick, you know? So, you know, you had to wait it out, not be a trailblazer, hear from the city, you know, everything was like a gray area, like, we're not telling you to, to freaking run or not run, but don't Everything run. was like half yeah. day, half, half yeah. capacity. Half capacity. Are you guys half then, capacity so now? When we came back, it was like six foot, we had to get like a, an inspection done, and they like looked at stuff, and we had to put up these placards. We bought so much bleach and all this oh, stuff. God, like it was, dude. we spent thousands of dollars on all this stuff. Spray bottles, spray bottles went up like four hundred percent. Shout out to the spray bottle guy, freaking tearing <laughs> it up right now. I don't even know what happened there, but freaking, <laughs> that was crazy. Um, and keeping everything clean, and then the sleeping quarters. That was a whole different. That story, was a whole right? different yeah. thing. So we got you know okay to start operating, and that was like June fifteenth, and. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, now it's been full. Just, it was probably full open all summer. Right? Yeah, I mean, see, it was different for us because we, with our rail space, uh, with the six foot rule, we're only taking like ten guys. Like we started doing some five to seven trips on there too, that we're only taking like seventeen guys. So it was like in that because our rail space allowed us to do how big is the boat? Guys. We have a fifty foot. It's a fifty foot okay. boat, um, and. Uh, it really hurt us on the whale watch and the harbor tour stuff because when we came back, we were only to take 24 people. And, you know, that was like, like, really? Like, 
We, and we just spent all this money to get our, what's called a COI increased up to 74. So we can take 74 heads, you know, 74 people. When everything's open, you, know, you could take every, 70. Yeah, I can take 74 people. Take, you know, that's 74 minchiladas. You know, that's pretty good right there, you know. Right. But we came out, we were like a quarter, you know, that's a, less than a quarter. And we're just like, oh, man, you know, shoot, man. And we just rolled with it. You just roll with it. But Now, you are the prices still the same, like, because of COVID? Our prices were the same. Okay. You know, our prices were the same. I did see, like, you know, I will say, like, I don't know, maybe it's this is, like, too much sometimes, but I saw that the prices did go up, you know, during this COVID, smaller loads, and the prices went up. But you know what? I think if, if, if seeing that, if anything, it's, like, looking at that, that's what people want. I really do think so. People are going to pay more. But think about it, dude. I would pay more if there's oh, less people sure. on the fucking boat. That's like, what kept, that, you know, ten. We, we deal with 10 guys. Yeah. And people want to fish with 10 guys. I mean, we put up an old party. People want to, let's go, you know. That's a whole other thing. And I think, you know, I don't know. Just people wanted to, to go with less people, and the prices really showed. Yeah. It's kind of cool. From the Ultra, um, that was a 7 to 10 people. That on was ultra. a 10-pack, yeah. So what, the Pescador is how many? It's 10, 10 people. Same, same thing. thing. So yeah. you're running pretty much it's a bigger same, boat? It's a bigger size boat. Okay. Yeah, it's wider, and it's a little longer. Um, we're doing farther trips or same thing? Same thing. Yeah. We, do, we do up to two-and-a-half-day trips. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, wow. We do a lot of overnight a lot of overnight, a lot of day and a half, two day trips, two and a half day trips. What know? made you leave the ultra to go to Pescador? Uh, it was just time to do my own thing, you know. That's yeah. what it came down to. Um, just, you know. So the Pescador is your part owner on it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So me, me and Mikey. Okay, you the, and Mikey are. Me what's and Mikey, Mikey's last name? I, I uh, Jimenez. Okay. Jimenez. He was supposed but, to come today, but he got real busy, right? Yeah, he's doing a, a photo shoot right now with Shakira on the Navigante. They're looking for like a really, really nice boat. So we're well, like, we well, should have been there instead doing you know, the podcast. Well, I had, you know, I drew the short stick. Yeah. Hips don't lie, bro, you know? <laughs> yeah. With Shakira, are you fucking serious? Ah, uh, no, I'm messing with you. He's busy doing everything else we got to do. So. No, no, I get it. I mean, that's cool that you have a, uh, you guys, did you guys grow up together fishing on the boats? Or he worked kinda... with me on the ultra the whole time I was on the ultra. Oh, so you guys been boys for a long yeah, time. Yeah, it was like a, a good mix. I mean, he's, he's, I couldn't do a lot of this stuff without him. I can tell you right now. I, yeah. See, he's a freaking go-getter. He's, he knows this stuff. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, how do you think this? Uh, so people talk like <laughs> no one's going to be a pro anymore when the bluefin's gone or shit like that. Do you think it's going to stick yeah. around now, or do you think it's like kind of? I don't know. I hope it certainly did revive a lot of us. I mean, fishing industry, the fishing industry in a whole. I, I really think it pumps some life into it's. I hope it sticks around. What do yeah. I? You know, I hear things all the time. You know, I guess they're still catching them right now. You know, I hope it sticks around. I hope it's good. Um, you know, I think when things get back to a normal season, everybody says, oh, when a normal season comes, I think it's going to, you know, things are going to thin out when you got to spend more time at the island. You know, there was years where, shoot, I think it was like 2016 or something or 15, and everybody was fishing Clemente for scratching out a couple yellows because there was nothing else going on, damn. you know. I remember that. When I was on the Dreamer, it was like a big deal, like, oh, damn, that's a Tornado right there. You know, is that the Freedom? Like, there was, like, these boats were, like, just coming out a little bit here and there. Like, oh, they're fishing. I remember it would be Catalina Island they'd be fishing. But it was, like, a whole other thing. So, I don't know. You hear everything as a circle. Everything's got a cycle. Um, yeah. I hope it sticks around. I The amount of fish you see out there in the same area seems like it will. Um, it's been really good to all of us here on the whole coast, you know, from San Diego to yeah. wherever, you know. 
How many more parkers and uh, private boaters have you seen since the COVID? Like, and has that affected the fishing for you? Like getting dudes that kind of just roll up on you? Yeah, I know this know, has I, been been beat. It's like beating a dead horse, and I know it happens. Yeah, you know, but. it's th- this is. I take a little different approach because it's it's really easy to get upset and mad, you know. And it's you see them and they come up. I think the biggest thing, if I can tell anybody with a parker or a Rabalo or a sea swirl or anything out there that wants to do that stuff is just be educated. Like, I wish there was, like, a pamphlet. Like, check it out, guys. I don't mind you want to fish. You know, I understand, you know, Tony and Hank, they finally got Saturday off, and they're, like, fired up to go fishing. (laughs) They got their beer. They got their bay. They're, you know, cool, man. Right on. That's good. I'm stoked. You got a good enough job to go fishing, and you got a good enough job for this freaking $150,000 boat. Cool. But why you got to be in my stern? You know, Mm -hmm. like, come on. Like, that's that's kind of stuff. 100 yards? And, you know, the biggest thing, like, tuna fishing, like, I, I've actually told people, I'll roll up and tell them, um, like, tuna fishing is a big thing. You get a lot of those guys, you get, you know, we got sonars, we got all this stuff, we see the fish around. You get upswelled. You get up, these guys come up right where all, everybody's lines are going, you know, you're, you got fish around, you got a couple, you finally hooked a couple fish, you got a chum line going, it's right off your, you know, stern, and the fish are kind of all around you, and this guy comes, like, right over the top of all your lines. Like, look, dude, get on my stern. Or get on my bow. Like, get in line with me yeah. and chill. You can get 100 yards off my stern. I don't care. 100 yards off my bow. That's cool. Just don't freaking get where all these guys are baits. Are there. Go, what, what's it? And I could see it on my sonar. Freaking just right on. And that's what's tough. Yeah. I think that's the toughest part. Guys like that. I, I just wish they were a little more educated. And a lot of it is common sense. But then maybe not. I don't know. Guys are just fired up, you know. Drive over here. Everybody's like, oh, oh, check it out right here. Got, got some got some fish marks right here let's stop right here and you look you're like right on top of the- <laughs> cool, hey, those, hey with those relief maps everyone's a pro now dude yeah yeah you know dude, it's a those whole other thing great man I, I just got them on my my uh gps the fish finder i'm like dude i can see all these little rocks and shit everything and like, there's nothing hides now no you know that's so kind of because you think that's going to make it a little worse for you guys i don't know man um that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to make it better, but I, I do think like because I I can look at like be, as a you know novice to this thing. I've only had my boat for four years. I never had a good fish finder. Mm-hmm. I could see those curves like where I'm like, oh shit, there'd be rockfish right here. You know, yeah. You guys probably had that shit marked for fucking years. Yeah, you know, and and don't I haven't been doing this like a super long time. I'm barely on my second issue of my license. So like, I mean, I'm 30 years old. I started with Alan when I was 16. I've been this. I'm like I'm not some seasoned vet like most of these guys are. Well, but what does it? But I mean, I, I put a lot of time on that's the water. Okay. So you yeah. might not be a seasoned vet, but you're very experienced. Yeah. Just because you only have 14 years, someone could have a shitty 14 years. And yeah. You have that's a good true. 14 years, so you could have double the knowledge of some of these dudes that. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? You know? So don't undersell yourself. And yeah, no, I just, I, what I see it as like if I if I'm seeing a lot of people fishing right now, like if there's a lot of parkers and a lot of freaking other boats coming out and they're fishing which there is on saturdays it's pretty nuts yeah i mean you could look at it at two ways like what the hell man like what am i gonna do now which that's usually the second thought but i look at it and i go like right on we got some freaking people that want to spend some money that's that's good that's what fishing needs whether it's on a parker or on my boat or in the tackle store like you're seeing all of that right there on the backside of catalina now the next part is what am I going to fish? Because everything's, I think the worst part of fishing when it comes down to that is guys that like, see like fishing Catalina or Clemente, like there's certain areas that I like fishing. Like I see like, okay, we got the current going this way. We got the wind coming this way. I'm going to set up right here. We're going to sit like this. We're going to throw bait here. And I get to a spot, you know, sometimes I like bypass all these spots and you get there and there's like two skiffs and neither one of them are on the spot. They're like close, but they're not. (laughs) Now you're like, damn it. Like I can't even get in there. This guy, I don't even know if it's biting because he's fishing out in like 30 fathom and this guy is like up on the beach and I can't get right there. So then I have to go to the next one. You know, there's, I think so that's probably the, this is a cool thing you bring up because like, what if I'm on a spot, I have a 16 and a half, 17 foot boat uh-huh. and you're like, fuck, I got a whole boat full of people I got to take care of. What do you do? do I you go, go, go to the right next, next to me. No, I just go to the next one. I, I don't, I can't. No. It's still like in my head, I go. It really depends. I, I want to go, if I have the radio on, if you're like, yo, bro, 
and can you help me out? Can nah, I? Nah, you, know, you no, just you don't even fuck go with to the next yeah. one. Nah, you just that's go cool. To the next I just one. I've always yeah. wondered that. You just let him, hey man, if you, if you set up proper, right on, dude. Hey, mm-hmm. guy did his homework. Let him be. He got there first. Right on. Yeah, that's that's how I approach it. And I, and I want to say most of the guys do too. Um, and I like your outlook as a captain. Going, you know, uh, seeing all those Parkers is better for the fishing industry. It it's is. not just like because oh, it's all fuck one these big dudes thing. because they're here. No, it's a better bigger thing yeah it is it's bigger it's bigger than that you know that's 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 what you have to remind yourself because you i mean that's that's it i mean as much as i love being the only boat at an (laughs) island you know only full boat at the island and we can do what we want there's a lot of times it's it's not like that anymore you just gotta freaking deal with it but as a whole hey man these guys are the whole industry's making money right now which is which is cool everything is is working. That's good. Yes. You know, that's what you got to see. Cause that's the kind of industry we're in. The people that come out fishing, they got to make a living doing something good. You know, that's it. Or you're just an absolute freak like me and you collect cans and, and all this stuff to buy a rod and, you know, take the bus down to Lake Lake. You know what I'm saying? Lake Lake. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's like, far that's from the, here. Yeah. That's a Ralph B guy. Ralph B was cool. Did but, you fish you know, La Mirada Regional? I did. I did when I was younger. Lake, yeah. Huh? That's a hard, I used to catch trout when they used to trout, you know, do yeah. Little, uh, what are those little um, mini jigs? The mini jigs, freaking, you know. That did you, was did fun. You, dude, I used to take my dog for a walk there. Uh huh. And the coyotes would trail you. Really? Yeah, scary. Dang. Yeah, right behind you. I got my truck stuck inside of the park. <laughs> so back in the day at the library, okay, there used to be a big grass drop off. Yeah, I remember that. I remember so that I drove one. my truck down. There's only two wheel drive, oh. and it was so wet. It was me and my couldn't wife. Get up, huh? I couldn't get up. Dang. So I turned the lights off and drive through the whole fucking park. So I was retarded. <laughs> Dang, dumb, dude. Yeah, yeah, you know. Shoot, back yeah, in the day, I like it gets that. boring and wittier sometimes. Oh, <laughs> for sure. This is all the action right here, man. Yeah. This is like when you said you were in Whittier, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, dude. We actually like I live not far from where you grew up. We like grew yeah, really close. I live like over there. We can yeah, walk exactly. We can go see my mom after. Yeah, if we, we went to. to the same school. Ocean View. Did you go to? Ocean I went View? to Ocean View, East, East Whittier, for Cal sure. High. Cal High. Same thing. We all same went to thing. the same school. Easy, perfect. Now I know why I'm here. You. You had the cleaner version of Cal High. I had the worst. Oh, what was the worst? Mine was when watching gang was big. Okay. And Southside shot up like dudes in the parking Ooh. lot. It was bad when I went. Really? That's like, I'm 40, so it's 10 years after you. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I don't remember being like really it good. Wasn't as, it went. wasn't as bad <laughs> as it was, I think, uh, even Lacerna got bad. And it's like in a nice name. Yeah, right Lacerna here. sucks, by the way. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> but, um. So what are you doing now? You're doing something a little different. So yeah, we're we're you know we you know, hold on one second. I gotta yeah, piss yeah, before no we get into it. So let's talk about what your uh, new thing it takes for the new oh, year. Oh right? like, yeah, yeah. We uh, well, we swang for the fences, man. Uh, we just um, so we we got the boat, the Navagante in Redondo Beach there. We and how many thing. people is that gonna fish? We have uh, 24 bunks and a COI up to 50 people. Um, honestly, like it'd be a perfect, like 18 to 22 passenger charter boat. It's got staterooms, air conditioned staterooms. It gets nice and chilly down there and, uh, put in all, you know, we're going to have satellite TV and spray brine. We hold enough bait to freaking piss anybody off. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nice. It's a cool boat. It needs work. We're putting a lot of work into it right now. It's where I just came back from. And mm-hmm. So we got that going, and we got the Pescador doing its thing. If you're trying to book, call Kelly ASAP. Um, we don't have a lot of dates left, which we're really blessed with that boat. People like fishing that 10-pack stuff, and we got a lot of charters that just – it's the same charters, probably the same, maybe 25 to 30 groups that we see, three, two to three yeah, it's like a, It's like a, a bigger guide service pretty yeah. much, right? Yeah, like, it's bigger guide service yeah you know what i'm saying like they like you so they come keep coming back yeah well they love the whole crew i mean honestly with all of this stuff i couldn't i got a really really good crew everybody you had dominic on here yeah dominic's like our right hand man you know shout out to him he's on the showgun right now we got brian mikey's my business partner we got rafa omar flinch all these guys that just, they freaking work so hard for us. Marcus, we got a new pickup this year. Marcus, he did a really good job. And just, we like to keep it as family-oriented as we can with us. And that's what helped out a lot. But anyway, with that, yeah, so uh, we, um, we 
did some big stuff in the last couple months, and we uh, we pulled the trigger on the bait company in Redondo Beach. Um, used to be called the Insane Bait Company. It's going to be called Redondo Beach Bait Company. So we have the barge and the bait boat, and I've been the one that's been trying to be. I'm probably going to spend a lot of time, at least three, four days a week, fishing that and do my trips on the pescator when I can. Um, but that's been a learning experience trying to learn how to fish a net, you know, <laughs> right, freaking dude. my second time out, you know, I freaking did a big oopsie daisy, blew my transmission out and ripped my net. Oh, fuck. We had to fix it. We fix it. You know, it is what it is, but you know, we caught bait, you know, cool, whatever. It's just, uh, did you guys, do you have someone that's showing you how to do this as you go? <laughs> no. Are you guys just going kind like, of, hey. not really. We're like, this is kind of, we, we talked to guys on like the phone in the middle of the set. Like, you, you're like, hey buddy, uh, I just look, let the net out right now. Um, What's the red corks mean? Oh, okay. Let me take the turn right. It's nuts, you know? And uh, it's, it's new. It's, um, it's fun though. It's, I have to say it's, it's freaking really fun. I, I can't wait. To, to get into it i just have a problem like keeping fish in the net you know it's not a shortage of fish like oh there's fish right there like well how do i put a circle it's easier said than done Did, is it so i seen a video on um shit someone posted a video on instagram it was a little model boat that did it like oh big, i saw that one dude, too is it kind of like that it's kind of like that okay man. so you got a big long net you make a circle around you make it, a you circle kinda... around it and then you purse up underneath and okay. the fish are in there i think know? it was aaron graham posted yeah i think it was it aaron. was a cool fucking video yeah. and a little remote control boat i was like yeah see sick. i wish that'd be cool we, we gotta do that at a bigger scale so i don't have to be on the boat i can just do it from the brick wall you know that'd be <laughs> dope right wouldn't it <laughs> shoot but yeah it's a um it's an experience man it's cool i mean it's redondo beach is a cool place i never thought it was that cool I mean, to be honest, when we were looking at like the Navagante and all this stuff, I was like, whatever, I don't know about this place, you know? I've never been on that side of the hill. Yeah. And now it's like really cool. But it's going to be home now, right? Yeah. we're um, So we're doing the, we got the bait company and uh, we're going to be taking over the um, Redondo Beach Sport Fishing Whale Watch on the first of the year. We're so the Whale Watch is, uh, you also, so you'll have the Whale Watch and for, Sport Fishing. You'll do both. We're going to do both. We're going to do the whole so, landing then. So, that, yeah, we're going to do the whole thing, the whole oh, shebang. Yeah. And then we do, like, on the weekends, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, if you're looking for a minchilada, you come down to, you know, King Harbor, get on the Navagante, ask for a Navagante minchilada. That's what's up. Are you, so <laughs> so on the Navagante, are you going to be able to do, like, Fishing say, charters? Yeah. Yeah. We're, so, it's the weekends that are all booked through the city. We have, like, a thing with the city. We have to take care of that because mm-hmm. that's what they want there. And then the weekdays. We're doing, we got a lot of charters, a lot of like surprising, like three day trips, two day trips. People really like that yeah. three and two day stuff. It's kind of cool. And then we were second. doing my fucking camera went out. Hold on. Oh, that's right. Great. Woo. Yeah. Just my luck. Dude. If all goes well, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, this is cool though. I'm yeah. It's lie. fun. It's really it's, cool. It's fun. You kind of say what you want. And then, so on the Navigante, you, you're going to run, uh, like on the weekends, how many people you're going to run for the city? Jeez, whatever we're allowed to right now, we bumped everything up to like, f- see, it's funny. So they give you 22, like, oh, you got 22. If you got 22 single lonely people, everyone's get six foot. But it's not like that. You get a family of five, you know, then you get six feet from them. So it varies. It was like oh, between, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get like 40, maybe like upper 40s you know depending you get a couple you know we try to keep all the single guys away the single ladies you come right on you know no problem <laughs> plenty of room up top but uh we try to keep the single you know but no we, we it's it's like that you know it depends you just try to you just try to keep keep everybody safe and we got masks on and we're wiping everything down i mean i don't know about you i feel weird when i see people with masks on it makes me feel weird I'm scared know, of COVID. I, so I know. Like, yes. It's, I, yeah. I, I'm scared of the whole thing too, but it's like, <laughs> I'm, I feel I'm, like I'm in a movie, you know? So like, I, I like buffs. That's what I wear all the time now. I okay. Buffs. Oh, I mean, the buff. Yeah. Those are, see like, those, that's better than a freaking medical mask. Yeah. I mean, if I close my eyes, I feel like I'm at least I feel a like knife or something. I get yelled at because my wife says I get too dark. Yeah. She, she's a white racist. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> hey, my wife does the same thing, man. I got to so, sleep. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I have a, I, I try to wear a buff because I'll get the raccoon eyes bad because oh, you're Mexican. Yeah. It's like yeah. everything gets dark. Uh, but I think what we're going to do next year um, is probably end up doing one with the charter with you guys. For sure. You man. know, I think it's cool. You guys are doing something new. Yeah. Uh, we've tried to do it and it's been really busy and the COVID thing messed up. And I feel like uh, 
since we have you on, we might try to do one with you. Shoot, you know? we'll lock one down right now. Yeah, man. so we we'll do. do we'll probably do something like if we can do like an evening where we like do a like a Twilight you know, Bass yeah, thing or exactly. something like that. You know, it's really popular. That'd be probably up your alley, like especially if you guys, you know, do like a, a 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we can great. do like yeah. Santa Barbara Island. That'd be fucking That'd awesome. That'd be cool. Oh, know, people would love like that. that. Yeah. yeah. Or I know people you... have wanted to do it, and I just want to do it when it's open so I cannot tell. Only 20 people can come. I want to be able to bring like 30 or 40. Do a couple, possible. you know? You and know? here's the thing, too. If you, we, we can fill, help fill two if you want to. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people casting crank, you know? Yeah. I, no, can no, give you, be... I can give you freaking however many tickets you need, and then we well, can Well, sure, if you guys are running the landing, what would be cool is to do like a do like a five to seven then do a podcast after for or sure you man. know what i'm saying like talk just about do what there. we didn't catch you know or just have whoever was there like you <laughs> yeah. and yeah you know it'd be cool to hang out and yeah maybe you guys have a tackle shop there yeah it's there it's a go. cool little spot i don't know if yeah. you've ever been over no, there. I haven't. dude it's cool man it's um, so, it's a boardwalk you know i can see like there's a lot of bars and stuff and when covid releases or you know when it all gets hopefully back to normal, it wasn't that bad when it was all like outdoor seating, you know, there was a July, lot of like July, late yeah. July, even till like November. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. You know, now it's like kind of like, geez, it's a little dead. You know, it's, it's kind of scary. You know, I feel, I feel for those freaking restaurants, man. I, I, and I was sad when they shut down before Thanksgiving. What was that? Two days before? Like, yeah. Oh, we're shutting it down. I mean, can you imagine? Like if you're no. a restaurant owner, you're like, Thank God we got Thanksgiving, you know, because we lost a lot of our <laughs> our uh, big holiday weekends that were going to be big for our Navagante because of this whole thing, and it, it just—I mean, Christmas that Christmas break, yeah. Can you guys run school? still or no? We're still running on the weekends. You know, it's slow because it's kind of cold. It's you know, it's but when it's sunny out there, people want to do something. Come out, watching see some fucking, dolphins, yeah. Yeah. see the sea lions, yeah. and what's different about ours is. We're, we do an ocean tour. So we go out in the open ocean, like in the bay. You're not like in the harbor. Like, oh, yeah, Santa Monica Bay is awesome. It's you know? cool, like, man. Yeah. There's a lot of dolphins. Those dolphin, bottlenose dolphins. Yeah, you know? yeah. Tell them, you know, I tell all those guys that come out, hey, you know what bottlenose dolphins like? They like Modelo. <laughs> That's what they like right there. Fool's gone wild. Yeah, and they go, oh, check it out. I'm a bottlenose dolphin fool. <laughs> they get all fired up. It's funny. Um, here's a question for you as a captain. Yeah. So I saw the dive boat. You know about the dive boat in yeah. Santa Cruz. That dude is charged, right, with yeah. manslaughter now? Yeah. Uh, um, to me, I feel like I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to talk out of uh, the knowledge that I yeah. have. But I'm like, I couldn't see, like, if even if you were a deckhand and you were sitting there with the, the lithium batteries and they started firing, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't be able to. I don't, That's a hard yeah. one, huh? It's that whole thing to me, it, it boggles my mind. It does, you know, it really does. Mm-hmm. We have a second captain up always. We have an, a watch alarm. We do our deck watches. We we keep somebody up. Do you have someone that walks yes. every hour, like a yeah. night watchman or something? Yeah, it's usually Dom. When I'm on the boat, it's okay. Dom, and Dom's the best in the world. Dom would have Dom would have put on any fire with his hand, pretty much. <laughs> but, um, it, it it boggled my mind. I wasn't on the boat, but Mikey and and Dom were on the boat when all that radio. They heard it all. You know, it wasn't too far away. They were on, I think they were on their way to Santa Barbara or Nick. Um, so they might have even had to, to head towards it. Uh, and they were a little far. Because at Kappa, I want to say it was like 70 miles from oh, the light shit. there from yeah. where we are. Maybe 60. I don't know. Something like that. But um, for, for that all to happen, I just, I trip out because I, I don't know how, you know, I wasn't there and I don't want to speak out of time. Yeah, of and, course, it, and it's of tough, you know, but I don't know how you know, our you got to have your fire escapes open. I mean, you would think that somebody would have felt the heat and ran out. I mean, for 33 people to go down like that and for everything to happen, I just, I trip out. I mean, I have my own theories about it, but I don't want to get into that because there's just, you know, it's just, it's really sad for everybody on there. Um, Yes, we have everything logged, um, our manifests. We have someone watching the deck at all times. I can tell you probably, probably 95% of the fishing boats, um, do the same thing, you know, it's just always two people up, one person up, up, you know, somebody's up, you know, taking care of the passengers. Cause you never know. Someone could fall down and scratch, you know, we even put up little, uh, we don't let anybody on the bow when we're going out. We got little chains that, co- you know, so you can't yeah, come out. So, yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. got, you can go to the bathroom and then you can go to your bunk. You want to watch TV, watch TV. You got three places while we're going here at night. And you know, it's different too. 
when we're anchored up at night, we got somebody a night walk. You know, it's usually their second. He's watching everything. He's watching the bait. He's trying to make bait. You know, but yeah, that's what's happened with him. I, I yeah. this is all stuff you take the oath, man. You sign that when you get your red book. In order to get your red book, you sign that oath. Turn the mic up a little. Oh, my bad. You Great. sign the oath. You know the captain's oath and. You gotta, take part of it. you gotta take it serious, serious man. Yeah. You gotta take it serious because that I just, kind of I, stuff. And I always, I'll, I'll talk to people that like my wife does hair, so I'll talk to the clients. So they like, oh, what do you think of this? I'm like, I don't know, I don't know. So like maybe one, I'm like now that I have you on, I'm like, I want to know from a captain maybe just, his perspective, and I, I appreciate you answering it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's great. tough, and it's it's a touchy subject because I don't want to say the wrong thing. Because exactly. I, I have my theories. No. Like, dude, I, I I don't know how I. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I don't know if I, if something was happening. I'm pretty sure my fire uh, alarm system would have went off like first off in a heartbeat, and I had somebody up, and we would have got somebody out of the bunk room. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. You can't talk about something that you're not in the situation. Yeah, you're not in the situation. Like, I didn't yeah. know, but we have. You know, we had when all that happened, we had the Coast Guard come down and they measured all our bunks. They measured where our escape hatches are, how we're going to get out, where your fire uh, uh, alarms are. I mean, we got fire extinguishers everywhere. We had them in the beginning, you know, and it's crazy. I mean, that was yeah. a crazy deal. Um, let's hit in on a lighter note. Let's talk about the landing where we could reach you and all your boats. Oh, for sure. Like um, yeah, so it's going to be after the first... Um, we have that. We're gonna have that same phone number. I guess this phone number uh, that from Redondo Beach uh, Sport Fishing. It's the same number for like seventy years or something. Fifty years. I don't know. It's oh, the same thing. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna have the same number. I have it in my phone. I'll dig it out right now. And then um, Kelly does all our booking for uh, the Pescador. Mm-hmm. You can you can simply message us on Instagram or Facebook or you know jump on our website. Um, we got a phone number. She just takes care of it you'll have everything ready to go cool and and she does the booking too for the navagante if there's a bigger group that you want and we're, we're mainly only during the week okay. um not so much on the weekends because we have the whole thing with the city but does it ever it. free up on the weekends um it, it might okay. it might not not necessarily it didn't this year no. you know because we were really busy and we were trying to you know which was good but um yeah, it might, you know, hopefully. Or we do what's kind of cool. We got a lot of guys that want to do like day and a half trips, but come home like on a Saturday morning. Yes. Because we can do that, get home on a Saturday morning, and then our whale watch doesn't leave till 10. Okay. So yeah. you can leave like Thursday, fish Friday, and then Saturday, you got like all day to vacuum seal and do nothing. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like the worst when you come home. I mean, it's cool when you have all that fish and stuff, but no, the dude. only way to do it, you got to do it right. And it's like, oh. <laughs> And then the food saver doesn't work. Target doesn't have the right bags. Exactly. You know, freaking exactly. annoying. <laughs> but no, you got a vacuum seal. Yeah. Well, <laughs> dude, I'm gonna push everyone towards that. Yeah. Hopefully, in the next couple months, we'll lock something down and we we're able to go. And this COVID thing clears up a little, and we'll do a charter. Yeah. We'll do what we planned and originally, and we'll go out with you guys. Yeah. What we'll, we'll do we'll is pump a, the landing. Maybe we can do a podcast at the landing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We'd like to do yeah, that. We, just you know, even if down. you want to do it in like January, yeah, mind no, we can for take sure. you out on the boat yeah. and do whatever. Yeah, it'd be fun. We could drink Modelo's. For sure. Michelados. <laughs> Michelados. Right, I appreciate it, Jacob. Thanks yeah. for coming on. Man. Thank you.